and welcome to the Under the Bus podcast. I am Clayton, joined by Merge as always. Merge, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Uh, you know, watching the Laker game tonight was a little frustrating, but it is what it is. Lakers don't really care at the moment, so. <laughs> no, they do not. No, they do not. And we are joined again by JoJo. How are you doing? Doing about the same, man. You know, it's it's always nice having Laker basketball back, but going from the jump that we saw with the level of play they had in the play in the bubble and the playoffs and then compared to what we're seeing in the season it's a real juxtaposition (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it is it's uh, i just have to say that i am like the lakers right now i am uh not watching as much as i should i'm getting distracted by (laughs) things especially right now today um with the senate runoff going on um so yeah, I'm definitely feeling like the Lakers of where they just totally don't care. Yeah. In a lot of cases. <laughs> like like giving up a what was it like a 17 to 0 run the other night to the to the Grizzlies is just embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So. So a couple things that we're going to talk about tonight is just really that effort level. We'll get a little bit more into that and then talk about um, some of the players. We're not going to talk about Braun or AD, um, even though I've seen some people say AD is giving his all, and I don't think you're paying attention if that's the case, because um, we are not seeing the same player. If <laughs> like if that's the case, um, and then which yeah, makes their about, stat lines even crazier, honestly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because didn't he, I think he ended with thirty tonight? Um, and four for 10 from three and everything, but. Oh, he, he yeah. had a, a five by five, one more assist, two more steals and blocks. He would have had a five by five. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, he's, he, he's playing well. There's just a lot of points where it's just like lackadaisical to me. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I guess continuing on with that effort level. I think mainly the the thing is, is the Lakers, even though they have quite a few people still from the roster last year, they're adding new players that are still trying to figure out, you know, the system, the scheme, everything. Um, But then the guys that were here, you know, Kuzma, uh, AD, Braun, um, uh, KCP has been injured. Caruso hasn't, has been out with, um, not with COVID, it doesn't seem like, but um and trace contact with covid um so the the ones that have been there or have been healthy and everything have not been really caring that much in my opinion um right. I, I don't know what are your what are your guys' thoughts on that i mean after a 71 72 day break i'm not surprised <laughs> at all so no we we talked about this a lot uh before the season where we, we, I mean, we joked that LeBron might not play until March or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, which, yeah. Cause it's like uh, the team isn't giving it their all. I, I don't think it's just no effort. Um, the effort levels though. I think it's a combination of well, like what you said, Clayton, uh, adding new people to the, to the team, especially guys who are high usage, like a Dennis shooter, um, Montrez to uh, to a certain extent, and letting older guys like Mark and uh, Wes get worked into shape a little bit, or get in, worked into rhythm a little bit. Um, so it's a combination of all that stuff, plus the fact that two of our 
more consistent energy guys have been out the last uh, few games. You know, KCP out the last two, Caruso's been out the last five. Um, all that combined to just the Lakers not giving like a 50-60% effort level. Um, and even Vogel himself, it, it just sounds like he's kind of throwing stuff out there. Like strategically, he's throwing stuff out there, but he's he's trying to see what's working, what's not working, what schemes work best again, which opponent, you know, stuff like that. He even confirmed that today in his pregame interview. Um, so it, it's nothing that like I'm worried about. Um, the only thing I'd be a little worried about is forming habits of doing what they've been doing, um, which again, maybe that's just the effort. I just don't want them to get into the habit of uh, going up by 10 in the first quarter and then giving the, the team a 13 to two run and like uh, the, the second half of that quarter and then it being close the rest of the way. Um, so just, just less of that, hopefully. But I think as we get closer to the playoffs, uh, we'll see them trying more and more. Yeah, and this that's like an area where I'm really happy that we have new guys who haven't won yet on the team because I feel like as the season goes on and we get closer to playoff basketball, we'll start to see those guys get more hungry and uh, they'll pick up in areas where the guys who just won a championship might be coasting during the regular season. That's something that I was really hoping to see from Trez just to be instant energy coming in. But I think as we've all seen, the whole team is kind of suffering from the low energy because it's hard for role players to to assert energy into a team when the star, star players are still coasting through, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I... <sighs> I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get up in arms about it because mm-hmm. I mean as we said mm-hmm. as you said merch and we said before the season this is what we were expecting um, yeah. the the low energy a lot of times now they are winning they are mm-hmm. what six and two now in the season uh, being able um, the NBA really gave us a great schedule to for us to work into stuff you know we yeah, had a lot yeah. of subpar teams yeah. Um, I, I, it is, it is just, yeah, as you said, you're, it's really funny how they set up the schedule, you know, of two young aspiring teams, younger, I guess you could say with um, the Spurs, they're now relying a lot more on young guys instead of just DeRozan and obviously Aldridge was out. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then the oldest guy on the Grizzlies being Gargi Yang. Um, yeah. <laughs> who's 30. I feel like I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's. 30 um but yeah just beating up on on young guys on sunning them you know <laughs> lebron tonight yeah. with with a too small to uh dylan brooks which i need i need i want to talk real quick about Derek brooks i can't stand that dude <laughs> i'm going to totally sound like during the playoffs in the bubble all those you know uh teams uh, or podcasts that hated on like on Caruso and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I have not liked Dylan Brooks since Oregon. And I'm not going to say that he's, he is bad. Um, he's definitely been a lot better than I thought he would be. Um, but he is, he's, a, I don't, I've been told that I need to cur- quit my cursing so much, <laughs> especially with the new year. Um at least while on here, um, that <laughs> I, I, I just, he's annoying. Just flat out. Yeah, he's it, annoying. It, it's just, a, it's just a thing with him. Yeah. He, he's, he's got, got a like very a feeling. Face. That too. Yeah. 
very very punchable face like i mean he's he's got like two inches on me for sure because i think he's like <laughs> six four six five um but man he's he's definitely got a punchable face i have to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah dylan brooks yeah like our buddy Derek Derek parker likes to call him a fat danny green <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's so funny <laughs> yeah man all i'll say on that is it was very satisfying to see braun baby him on basically two back-to-back plays to close out the game i've never seen LeBron do that at least not recently so him to break out the whole russell westbrook baby thing i'm like what the hell yeah <laughs> after it was after brooks flexed on him like mm-hmm. you really oh, want to flex yeah, and screamed in his face yeah you're a dumbass like <laughs> you clearly didn't go to class at oregon i mean <laughs> so all four years or, he was there wasn't he a senior <laughs> I, I i honestly don't know um all right we're gonna go ahead and switch over to the the guys that we wanted to focus on um merge before his flamethrower night when he went six for six from three you had talked about wanting um wes to uh start just try to get him going i said Mm -hmm. that i still prefer the lineup you know of of the lineup before kcp went down um but i even though tonight he was one for four um i still think that he's going to be totally fine and he's he's shown to be correcting that um do you still have any concerns or anything i i think his defense has been fine he's going to have up and downs shooting that's fine especially switching from the role of being a a starter to a bench guy but what are your thoughts on on west yeah, when, when I think back to what I had said about having him start, I think what I probably should have said is I, I think he needs more minutes. Because I really want – I wanted him to play more with Mark and LeBron. Um, and he, he, he's been getting a decent amount of minutes with LeBron um, the last couple nights because he's been coming in first, especially since KCP's been out. He's been coming in first off the bench. So he's getting more minutes with those two guys. Um, but even before KCP got hurt in that, uh, in that Spurs game – he was just first one of the first off the bench and he played like a 10 minutes uh stint which he wasn't really doing he was getting like a six minute stint here here and there um so i think he, he's been able to work his way back into it um I, i've been pretty impressed with the defense actually the last couple nights he's been blown by a couple different times by some guys but bender's moments where he's wrapping he's like wrapping the ball up and he's been hustling that, that that's the big thing with him he, he's another hustle guy i think um yeah that for sure. and he's been doing that he's been doing that well um even this year with with other guys who aren't hustling as much uh but no i i was never fu- really fully worried about him it was just um just you wanted to get my him going. way yeah i i was just thinking of ways to sort of get him going to sort of let, get him into the into his flow a little bit quicker but i i think giving him a little more minutes uh is it definitely going to help it's going to be interesting to see what happens once uh, AC comes back, obviously KCP, because that's like we've talked about all season. That's five guys at the guard spot who are competing for minutes, uh, mm-hmm. and you know THT has been getting minutes recently uh, just to work work in, into his, his play, and it, it's just be interesting how how they handle Wes's minutes specifically um, once AC and KCP come back. 
Yeah, I definitely hope that he gets he keeps getting minutes because I like the things that he's brought, especially defensively. He's really good at defending bigger guards. Even though he's kind of short, he's strong enough to bang with them, especially when they try to back him down. I know he had some issues with Kawhi on opening night, but uh, I think it, again it was just opening night. Like you're not that's we're not going to see the same defensive team like a month into the season that we do opening night. So I think rotations and whatnot will help him cover on guys like Kawhi, who's tough to guard for anyone. But uh, just in terms of his shooting, I think we have seen more so of what's going to be the norm for him. Where Because he is a streaker shooter. Even last season, he started the season extremely well with the Bucks and then kind of tapered off. So I, I kind of expected him to have games here and there where he is going to go six for six and then he's one for four tonight, but that's fine. And I think we'll see a little bit more consistency as the season goes on and his role is more defined. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Sorry. I got a little distracted with some, uh, some <laughs> news there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried with Wes. He's, he's been in the league now, what 12 years or something like that. Um, he, he's going to be just fine. I I still like like how you said merge. You know how you just kind of wanted to get him going. Yeah. Um, I I would rather just get um, guys' roles set personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely understandable. Um, next guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the the next guy we had on our list. I'm gonna go straight to Trez. Um, the one that Merge and I literally got into like a shouting match <laughs> with uh, each other one night before podcast about. Um, he has been, in my opinion, from, like I said, I haven't been able to watch every game. I've had just mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. Um, even when I have watched him, he's been really inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I still think that that signing was just weird. Um, I I also think that the Lakers probably need a third big still. Um, I know like the plan for the playoffs will be AD as the five uh, when crunch time happens, but I I, I think that they still need a, a big guy. I don't know if it's they want to just make Kaycox a guy, but that's, he's kind of like the same mold without obviously the wingspan as Trez. Um, but Joe, I don't remember, I don't remember your thoughts on, on Trez. I want to hear from you first on, on that. Um, is, what has been your opinion so far of Trez? I'm mostly in the same boat as you. I'm still trying to get a real opinion on Trez because I was in the boat last year when he was with the Clippers in the playoffs of he was one of their biggest issues in the playoffs just with how both not only to his fault because Doc Rivers did not do a good job at all of putting him in a position to succeed, especially Mm -hmm. against a guy like Jokic. Like that's not his matchup. Yeah, uh, and we know that. And if he, if we face up, face off against the Nuggets again, we know that Trez isn't going to be matching up with Jokic. It's going to be AD. But um, Mate, Mark, even then, honestly. I'm or Mark. Yeah, and we have Mark too, which is even better because we have another big body to throw at guys. But yeah, I'm still trying to form an opinion. 
Um, I don't like his fit with the team is very interesting because he's not exactly uh, an athletic vertical big who's a lob threat, but he's also not exactly a he's not a stretch big. Um, he's kind of like a bang down low big, which we haven't seen a strictly bang down low big on the team in a while. And the fit is just interesting. But I think, again, as the season goes on, we start to see more like specified offensive schemes and defensive rotations and whatnot. He'll look better, but I, I'm still out. My verdict is still out on him in terms of his fit with the team. Merch. Yeah, um, I think what I've sort of realized with Trez is more so than I think any other role player on the team, I think you, you need to actively uh, get him into the game because uh, on a night – so, I mean, you can look at these last two games against Grizzlies. Same team. First game, he was really good. I think he put up 18-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was really good defensively, making some uh, good moves uh, – you know, not just in inside the paint, but he was moving pretty well on the defensive end. Uh, yeah, he was better then, than AD last game. Yeah, no, defensively he was making some some real like moves, and he was a- able to defend some guys. Um, but I think his role defensively that we've talked about, I think having him more on the move a little bit is is a way the way you, you want to use him. Um, but offensively, we just aren't running really schemes that fit his game. We're kind of just mm-hmm. telling him to stay in one spot and hope he can get the garbage. Uh, and pick up pick up loose balls and pick up offensive rebounds, which he's good at. He's good at getting offensive rebounds, but I, I we just haven't seen enough pick and roll with Trez um, really at all. Um, when Schroeder's in there with him, I think you see, you see it a decent amount, and he looks pretty good on, on those yeah. pick and rolls. But a, a lot of the time when he's out there, I think he needs to play with Mark um, more so than AD because Mark is going to be able to help him defensively in terms of his positioning and he'll defend fives, you know, for, for right now, AD is not going to be defending fives. We've seen him defending Brandon Clark and DeMar DeRozan and stuff like that. We he, He's been on those guys a lot of the time in those last four games here and there, he's on Valanchunas and stuff like that, but he's been mostly defending those, athlete, those fours or even wings a lot of the time. Um, mm. So having Mark out there would place him in a much more comfortable role in terms of defensively. Um, because Mark is going to be defending fives. He can't defend anything else outside of fives. He's going to be the your main five defender. So Trez can focus a lot more on the fours and on the help side defense and stuff like that. Um, and I think offensively it can help as well with Mark being able to, to hit him when he's open on cuts. Um, you, you just don't see a lot of buckets for Trez so far where it's like LeBron pick and roll. He, he dumps it to Trez and Trez gets an easy layup or the floater or whatever. It's a lot of uh, rebounding and missing the shot and then rebounding again and getting fouled and making the shot. Like, like it, it's a lot of that. Um, yeah. So, so I really do think they need to sort of actively get him into a better groove more so than any other player, because it's just, it's just weird right now. It's like, he hasn't been horrible, but he hasn't been great yet. It's just kind of like, uh, and it's inconsistently he, he, he's doing it as well. So they just need to, uh, they, they really just need to sort of focus on getting him easy buckets, I think, um, and sort of get his confidence rolling offensively. Defensively, I, I just think Gasol is a better fit with him. I, I just don't love AD out there with him until AD is the five. Do you think that the Lakers would shop Trez at all during the season? No. Depends on 
Yeah, it, it, he would have to be bad, I think. And I'd yeah, I don't point tra- in trading him. I, yeah. I think that he's honestly gone after the year. Um, yeah, he's, he, he, he isn't in the long-term plan for the Lakers, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Um, my – yeah, he's he's not going to be moved unless, like, I don't know, Schroeder is just killing it, and then, like, you call up the, the Wizards. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. Right. And – and you're like you're gonna lose Bradley Beal next year, you know. Yeah. He, we can he would sign. have to be the fodder in a, yeah. in a bigger team. Yeah, we can we can sign, we can sign Schroeder to now they can sign him to that four year. Um, I don't even remember if there's a cap on it, but you know, you could you could probably pay you know uh, uh, Schroeder for an between seventy two and eighty and not hate it um oh, yeah. depending on obviously mm-hmm. and it's just if schroeder's killing it you know and he's other than tonight schroeder has been killing it mm-hmm. um if yeah. if that's happening and then you know like when we'll throw in a first or something like that um for for bradley beal um you know that i think that would be a, a time where they'd be like yeah let's do that um we'll we'll move on from trez but i I don't see a, a deal out there that they no. would that they would do. I mean, there's plenty of deals that I probably would do, but yeah, um, yeah, and I think that stems more so from a Lakers not wanting to be like, hey, look, the Clippers just did you so dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's they, another thing. They don't, they, don't they don't want to be looked at as the Celtics. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that I, that's again what I was thinking. Why I don't know if they'd necessarily move on from him, even if he's not the best fit. Wise, I think the Lakers want to yeah. keep a good face in that situation. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Merch, you were talking about how you, you think that Trez needs to be more involved. Um, you're talking about mainly like just doing pick and rolls and everything with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, Cause that's his main offense. That's always been his primary offense. I, I don't love the give Trez the ball and clear out. They, they did that a few times today and I was not a big fan of it. He, it was like, he was hit or miss on, on those attempts. Uh, he, he he had a nice move where he went in and he was able to get a layup, but then there was one where he just went nowhere. Um, it's more just I want him to be moving a little more um, and not just standing oh, yeah. and waiting for a rebound or in the dunker spot or whatever. I want him yeah. to be – I think he has shown some good passing. I think he's been a good passer so far this year. So I think it would be interesting to see him uh, sort of on a short roll. Uh, yeah. You know, pick and roll, you dump it off them, and then maybe you have a – you know. Alex Caruso or KCP cutting, and you're able to dump it off to one of them. Like, yeah. I, I think yeah. you need to get more yeah. involved in that way. Yeah, I agree. So there's a couple, the couple things that I, that comes to mind with that. First off, like the easy one that everyone's going to say is, is well, then you need to play him with Schroeder more. And mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that because Schroeder is a good uh, pick and roll point guard. But then but then that turns into, well, then Schroeder needs to come off the bench. And I totally disagree with that. I, I think you might be able to do it with THT because they're, they've I, had some pretty good chemistry so far. I think that's the route you, you can go with it as well. No, I, I totally agree. I'm talking about how like so many people are worried about maximizing guys right now. Right. And there's a few guys that I am not really worried about maxim- maximizing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, not worried about maximizing Kyle Kuzma and I am I I am not worried about maximizing Trez like right. if if I'm have to if I'm 
having to run offense legitimately through him, then you're, you're like, there's something going wrong. Which is understandable, uh, um, but but I, I just think you can inter- you can get him more involved without it having to be just feed Trez, feed Trez, feed Trez. You know? Oh no, I I totally agree. Um, the other the other option is is like when when AD goes to the bench and like LeBron comes back in and then you run pick and rolls with him, and I'd be totally fine with that. And you you brought up THD, and I don't disagree with that either. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. My my other my other thought on this is. I do not know why the Lakers don't run more pick and rolls. Neither do this I. This is something that we have been talking about since last year. The most unstoppable play in the entire <laughs> league. It's not a James Harden step back where he takes actually two steps back. It is not <laughs> Luka Doncic, you know, doing the same thing. It is it's it's not Steph pulling up from 35 feet or Dame pulling up from 35 feet. The most unstoppable play in all of basketball right now is LeBron James running a pick and roll or a pick and pop or whatever with Anthony Davis, and they have not done it. We thought, well, maybe they're waiting for the playoffs for this. <laughs> they didn't even really do it in the playoffs. So you wonder if maybe if they had more adversity, then yeah, maybe man, they'd make it out, but. Even then, I think we're, we're kind of just like waiting we're just on grasping for, for straws at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're in the finals, it doesn't matter who you're playing; you're going to pull right. out your best plays. Right? Yeah. Right. It makes it makes no sense because, especially you know, like we before before I think we talked, we started talking on the pod where mm-hmm. we, I mean, Merch, you and I have talked about this, but then Joe brought up you know needing an offensive coordinator. Hmm. And, you know, maybe that was honestly while we were talking and I have squirrel brain right now, which would be totally understandable. (laughs) Um, But the Lakers don't have a set offensive coordinator guy. If if the idea is, is that Jason Kidd is that guy, then why the bleep isn't he running more pick and roll a guy that was famous for it? He wasn't like Steve Nash where he was using it all the time. But like he used it a lot or maybe i'm just maybe i'm just getting too old and i mean for a guy who historically like, he historically he wasn't a great shooter i mean i mean weirdly enough he has like he turned it around and, yeah and three and, and he's like top 10 and three pointers made which is weird but um the start of his career he was a guy that was looked at as a guy who was gonna attack the rim and pass it yeah. and how, how do you do that because he had no j acing yeah yeah how, how how do you do that if you're not doing pick and rolls, you know, and that's, that's the primary play you go to for a guy that can't a, a point guard who can pass really well, but can't shoot. I mean, Rajon Rondo made a career off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So why, Rajon why not do, do, do it all thing? the time, which is just like crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, last year when we had Rondo, we didn't even run that many no, pick and rolls with Rondo. That, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like it, I don't oh, okay. get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, like, as you said, Rondo made a career out of it in Boston and then with, uh, he continued it with Dallas before, you know, him and Carlisle about killed each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. He did it in Sacramento. He did it in Chicago. He did it in New Orleans. He's probably going to do it in New in uh, Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. but he didn't like, they just don't give a shit about the pick and roll in the lake or, or in Los Angeles. Um, Which well, I don't at least really understand because for LeBron, it. for LeBron, that's like one of, 
whenever if he wants to stat hunt ever, that's one of the best ways he can get assists. Run a pick and roll with yeah. AD and dump it off to him. Yeah, or it's or it's literally one of the easiest ways for him to get a bucket. Yeah, and yeah, and not just, not only is it like oh it's gonna be a LeBron layup or AD dunk or whatever. There's so many different possibilities that can come out mm-hmm. from that one pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Especially with AD shooting as well as he he has, and especially when LeBron has his jumper going, there's so yeah. many different things. And the thought even mentioned, you can have a, you can have KCP in the corner waiting for a three, and uh, you do pick and roll, and he just he just kicks it out to the corner three. Yeah, there's just so many different options you can run. Where it's just so weird that they don't. And especially this year, having like we actually have a lineup where we can put out. LeBron and AD and then Wes and KCP and like Marcus Gasol or Keith or like another like very good shooter where yeah. they the defense would have no no options there. They have to stay with the shooters or the shooters you don't are even, gonna hit. You don't even need another big. You could literally just use Schroeder. I yeah, mean, that's true. I forgot about yeah, Schroeder. Yeah. Or even Kuzma yeah. at times. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. Put Kuzma in the freaking corner. Yeah. yeah. I swear <laughs> to God, stop. Stop excusing his above the break threes. I don't give a crap. I already slipped once. <laughs> um, oh, come on. I, 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 don't, I don't give a crap about, <laughs> about um, his, his numbers this year above the break. Like, we've had, there's eight games. Like, his sample size is too small to count for anything last year he was literal god level he shot like 57 percent from the corner and he yeah. just didn't take enough of them so i don't i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> um that, that definitely got away from from just trez um, <laughs> yeah but, i don't know how we got here but, but it was a fun talk <laughs> yeah um so it was yeah, I mean, obviously, I remember how to, how we got there with with talking about the pick and roll and everything. Mm-hmm. God. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and we we've, we've mentioned Mark a couple times. I I think most like quote unquote Lakers Twitter understands like this is how Mark is going to start, right? He's been good, but he hasn't been like, you know, 2012 Marc Gasol. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of Lakers fans need to realize, like, this is this is kind of what he is. You'll get more as the season goes on. Um, but he's learning the plays, you know, the system, the you know, everything, learning how to play with all these guys. And also, he is playing a different way than, like, Toronto used him. Um, yeah. The Lakers are using a more either high, you know, above the above the break three or um, even beyond the uh, the the free throw line and everything, um, letting him being kind of a fulcrum in ways. And I've just seen a lot of people act like he's garbage, and I'm just like, I don't like. I don't think he's been amazing. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's he's been amazing. Um, but if people are really thinking like he hasn't been good, I don't know what to tell you because his defense has been pretty good there. He's he is slower than you know Dwight and Javale and AD. Um, his hands are not as fast as we'll say with Dwight. Um, mm-hmm. But and obviously he's never been the vertical athlete of any of those guys. 
but he still has been really smart with with defensive positioning now there have been times where he just hasn't been able to get back but also he is what 35 36 he's Mm -hmm. going to take some time so um merge your thoughts on how mark has been i i just don't Mm -hmm. understand some of the panic some people have kind of been acting like they've been having i'm gonna i'm gonna give you guys a number right now uh in 125 minutes lebron and mark gasol when they're on the court together they are a plus 31 and a half yeah i mean that's kind of good yeah um they've been then the starting unit both starting units that we've had have been murdering teams Mm -hmm. um and then it kind of falls apart once uh once they one of those guys leaves or whatever sometimes but Mark has been for to me honestly the perfect Mark game to me was that um the game against the Spurs I forget which one it was but there was one where he had zero points eight rebounds four assists and like two two blocks and one steal that's mm-hmm. all I'm expecting from from Mark that's the, that's the whole thing I don't need him to score at all it'll be nice if he makes a bucket or if he if he makes three threes in like like he did in that one game against the Timberwolves where he was launching threes. Um, that would be great. That that's but to me that's just you know icing on top. I just need the biggest thing I need Mark out there for is the defensive positioning, the smart defense and playmaking, which he's been given the chance. He's been incredible for us. Like that one game, like I said, he had eight assists in that Timberwolves game. He's had a lot of assists that guys just aren't expecting sometimes, or they they they've blown the the layup. Um. He's he's been so important to just how the offense runs for the, for that starting unit that um, I want I want Frank to sort of lean more into it with Mark being a primary initiator or a primary primary playmaker at least um, when we've seen it and you can have someone like AD out in the corner we've seen that corner three for AD is almost automatic at this point he he's really draining those corner threes. And you can use Mark and you can use AD off the ball as a shooter. You can use him as, I mean, we, we've yet to even see a big to big moment yet. Like, like a Gasol lob to AD or something like that. Um, obviously he has his hit ahead passes that are great as well. The the outlet passes. Um, and that's kind of a staple for the Lakers offense. I think him and LeBron kind of do that all the time. Um, whenever they're on a, a fast break or, you know, a, in semi transition or anything like that. So offensively, he's done pretty much everything I wanted. Sometimes I want him to shoot a little more than he does. I mean, that's kind of what Mark just does. I've heard Raptor fans say that that that's just what he did at, at points where they're screaming, shoot the ball, which, you know, isn't the greatest thing, but it's more than someone like a JaVale gave to us. Because the, at the very least, if if Mark is going to pass up an open shot, you know he's, in a, he's just trying to get an even better shot. Or, or, or he's going to make the right decision and pass it to the right person um instead of uh, you know doing the the tragic bronson stuff that javel did at, at points uh but i'm overall i've been very very happy with mark um offensively and defensively he's been pretty much exactly what i've been expecting yeah man i've i've loved what i'm seeing from mark like obviously as as both you said as the season goes on he's gonna get going a little bit more but I don't think even even if this is the mark that we get for the whole year, it's exactly like what we need, like what Merge said. The 
just the whole new dynamic that he brings, having him as a threat of a shooter, is just something that we've been waiting and needing for uh, a while. And I think it allows us to really maximize, which we haven't seen the maximized version due to all the things that we've previously talked about. But once we do start to see the peak Lakers that we're going to see this year, he's going to bring out, I think, an even higher level of Braun and AD play than we saw last year, just because of the things that he offers, all the things like his passing vision and his shooting and all those things. Uh, so yeah, I'm not worried about Marcus all at all. He's gonna be fine. He's he is fine right now, and uh, I'm enjoying what he's bringing. I just think that uh, everybody needs to temper their expectations a little bit when it comes to him. But I think most of Lakers Twitter has already done that. What what yeah. about uh, hoops? What was it Hoop Central, NBA Central, posting all those Javale <laughs> the Javale <laughs> stats? And, oh, yeah. Marcus all first two games zero points, one field goal attempt. Yeah, and then they're posting JaVale McGee's Cleveland Cavalier stats where he's literally bringing the ball up the floor because nothing matters in Cleveland basketball right now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't... I I didn't hate JaVale like a lot of people did. Um, no, oh, I he did. He, he, <laughs> purpose. he definitely was frustrating, but I mean, yeah. he gave you the bare minimum. Was a, JaVale a got on my nerves a lot. <laughs> No, and, and like I do I do understand it. it it's just that that whole thing of like that that um that a team executive, you know, of course anonymous saying, you know, that always anonymous always that yeah, that JaVale was had like a better post game and everything. I'm just like, oh my god. It's just because Bell has like a No 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 the, the post game one it was um it was like Anthony Doyle, whatever his name is. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You're oh, thinking, the, you're thinking of the NBA deck that said that the Lakers are really going to miss JaVale. Specifically yeah. JaVale. Not JaVale and Dwight. Specifically JaVale. Oh, man. I just... Which, I mean, on this team, he, he'd be nice with... Yeah. Yeah. If he was I, on top I, of the guys that we already had, then, yeah, he'd be perfect, I think, for this team. But... Yeah. I still think the, the really the only player the Lakers miss right now is Dwight Howard. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I'm That's, still. I'm gonna be in that boat pretty much the whole year. I think Dwight would have been perfect on this team. Yep, exactly. So, all right. the The next person that I'm I'm gonna I'm leaving I'm leaving a couple a couple people <laughs> for the end. Um, I'm having a hard time whether I want to talk about THT or Dennis first. Um, Joe, who do you want to talk about? Let's talk about THT. I always oh, love talking wow. about THT. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was kind of the guy I was, I was leaning towards because I think Schroeder and Kuz can kind of go hand in hand at the moment for some people on Lakers Twitter. Um, <laughs> All right, that, that's a good point. Um, THT is, of course, a future, you know, first MVP. ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, future go. <laughs> future go. <laughs> but, um, very humble of him to allow LeBron to to take over the team right now. Very humble yeah. of him. Exactly. <laughs> he has definitely shown, you know, that he is going to be the next one to take over. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, he's been kind of like what I expected. He mm-hmm. has good games and he has bad games because he's still – he just turned 20, mm-hmm. like just a little over a month ago. So – 
there i mean he's going to be in and out of the rotation you know like there was a game where he missed um i think it was what the third game was it the first game against san antonio i can't remember exactly. it, it, was, it was the first game in san antonio when he just didn't play in west matthews got like 25 minutes yeah 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 so i am i am not going to panic over him hmm. at all um and i don't want to get too high up there because i mean honestly we we talked enough about how you know <laughs> he's going you know going to be an all-star this year and <laughs> and everything um but i have to say for a 20 year old and he he has put up a couple decent games for the lakers already this year um if he was on a bad team like charlotte he's probably putting up 15 points a game i agree i think i think he's putting up like 10 5 and 3 sorry 15 5 and 3 yeah in in 14 minutes a game he's almost scoring seven um field goal percentage is only 40 percent. he is shooting almost 36 percent from three in you know six games so let's let's not take those as you know great or bad or anything like that um he's grabbing two boards per thing um they're per per game game. (laughs) assist per game um almost a block and a steal a game whoa i think I I think like they're kind of setting him up to right now to just eventually become like the backup point guard along with Caruso. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to like I think I'm going to I'm going to say by the end of this year. I think that's what he's going to be. Um he's already doing this on a team that is like, you know, championship level <laughs> yeah, way and, ahead of his timeline yes he is he is way ahead of his not, not only that a team that is crazy deep in, in his position yes yeah Four, 14 minutes a game i think i i want to look up um the the breakdown that you had earlier i can't i lost it in my in my uh, screenshots but i remember we were talking about that 14 minutes a game or you know in that range and i think that's where he's going to start out and then by the end of the year it's going to be higher like 20 to 22 um Mm. maybe i'm getting ahead of myself now but even though like tonight tonight was not a very good game for him he was like a negative 22 or something like that but i honestly i mean because he had like the worst plus minus of the team yeah, that was not on him, in my opinion. That was that was just the bench being really bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Keith was not very good. Um, um, Trez was not very good, and then who was uh, Wes was okay on on defense, but he you know one for four. They just couldn't score really. Um, I. I think I may have to buy a THT jersey at this point because like my standum is is right there. Um Joe, I I have not been on a podcast with you to just kind of gleefully talk about THT. So I want I want to hear hear your thoughts on him so far. Yeah, man. I think when we talked about this, I don't even remember when we talked about it, but 
we we're discussing when we think THT will actually make any sort of real contribution to the team. I think most mm-hmm. all of us said not this year, but next year. So literally everything that I've been seeing this year has just been gravy. It's just been icing on the cake because I wasn't expecting to see anything this year. I thought he was going to have another year in the G League with a development year, which I was fine with because like you said, he just turned 20 years old. Like he barely, barely 19. And I thought he still had some body things to take care of, like still working into his NBA body, but he's looked great. Like I think he's already like an increased level of athleticism is definitely already something that we're seeing uh, than what we thought we would get from him because he looks like he looks bouncy when he, when he's going jumping with dudes, like God, (laughs) one of my favorite styles of play is the slasher. I love you. Like I was one of the biggest Brandon Ingram fans when he was here and it's mm-hmm. just because that style of play is one of my favorites. I think it's so beautiful to watch. And I think it's so valuable, especially when playoff basketball comes around and no one can hit shit from the outside. Mm-hmm. Having a guy that can just break down the defense and get to the rack and finish well is such a valuable asset to have. And that's exactly what he does at, already at a high level. Like yeah. this I, year. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you. Um, no, you're okay. But at Run the Jewels, you know, Brian H has talked about how like THT, I'm pretty sure it's at least him, um, is kind of like the Frankenstein prospect of Lonzo, D'Angelo, and Brandon Ingram, like all their yeah. positive traits. And it's so true because as when you brought up Brandon Ingram, I was like, man, that that lineup would be so much fun because the wingspan is just nuts. And then I was like, yeah. wait a second. Brandon isn't like Brandon, I think has definitely a, a better vertical jump than, than uh THT, but that's also because, you know, he weighs, you know, about as much as a paperclip. Yeah. Um, but like, they are so similar, like, because, because both of like, BI was not good his rookie year, obviously, no. yeah. but he was just, he's so like, he's, he's crafty around the basket. He finishes and like weird, ways Mm -hmm. like like tonight where where he he had like a reverse layup after he had already had like this reverse layup that he knows he knew that oh like crap this is gonna get stuffed and he like did this weird underhand pass that like i do with my (laughs) daughter you know when she's trying to (laughs) catch the ball because like i'm too afraid like it's gonna hit her in the face and and he's just like oh here wes like take this like i'm gonna get (laughs) my shit blocked um and and dang it, I did it again. Um, and, and yeah, I was, I was just like, I was like, yeah, that's that's so true. And then how he can run the pick and roll like D'Angelo did, and then how he's a he he's a good passer because I will I will to this to this day say that Lonzo is not the flashy passer that oh that D'Angelo was at Ohio State, right. but he he was always one of the smartest passers. Mm-hmm. And THT is a smart passer. He'll have some flash. Like Lonzo, most of his flashy passes were like the outlet passes. Um, And THT hasn't really done that a lot. I just don't think he really has the freedom to do that. Plus you have AD and and Marcus all and he made some nice ones tonight. He had that one where he uh I don't know if it was a block or a steal, but he somehow got the ball on a fast break and LeBron was coming in with him and he like kind of went went around it somewhere. He, he dropped it off to LeBron and LeBron got fouled, but they didn't call it and he missed it. Then there was one where it was a pick and roll with Trez 
and then he kind of went and like flipped it back like that over his shoulder to uh yeah. who it's missed definitely, the three. Yeah, it's it's a bit of like the safe passes, but also more flashy like D'Angelo, and it's just it's wonderful. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joe, but when you brought up Brandon Ingram, I instantly remembered that and I was like, Oh my god. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think and I think that that's part of the reason why I've enjoyed watching THT so much because I obviously have missed my boy. Uh, as even though I do the AD trade, obviously a hundred times out of a hundred, I I just loved watching the kids. I think they're they were a lot of fun to watch, and I think that's that's why I'm having so much fun watching the Lakers this year because there is something to like look forward to uh, in terms of what's going to happen with him because he is an unknown. Like we don't know, could he? just keep developing at a crazy rate and then he's a real like NBA starter fringe all-star one year or is he going to be just like a really good role player which is what we're we're expecting like we don't know what's going to happen with him which I think is exciting I, I, I think the, the the funny thing with me when I'm watching games when THT is in on offense it does, I, I don't care who's on the court I'm like give THT the damn say. ball and Dennis Schroeder, whatever. And I'm like, why isn't the ball in THT's hands? <laughs> it's 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 the point when he's on the on the floor, unless like I'm being distracted by my daughters or some crazy thing, like I was telling Merge the other night. Um bef- that we were supposed to have a podcast and I just didn't get to watch like the the second and third quarters um of I think it was the San Antonio game. Hmm. And Whenever he is on the floor, I am just like, okay, I actually need to pay attention now. <laughs> like, like, everyone, I'm actually, <laughs> like, okay, everyone, stop talking to me. <laughs> Whatever it is that I have to do here, that's going to wait. THC is on the floor. Let me watch yeah. this. It's, it's really, really funny. The, the last time that I, I had that mentality was like when, you know, the, the Lakers had all their young kids. And, like, that's not to say that I don't enjoy watching LeBron and AD. Like, LeBron the other night um, in in the fourth quarter scoring the first 10 points of the quarter for the Lakers. I mean, like, he, like when he's on a roll, like, there's no one more entertaining to watch other than maybe, like, Steph when he's bombing from, like, 40. I mean, mm-hmm. he put up 62 the other night. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but – I I have to admit, like, I love watching young players more than I watch than watching older players. I agree, and that's why, like, even though the the rebuild was hard and like the trade was hard, and you know, winning winning was great, but you know, last year I've I've said that like it was not my favorite team to watch just because there was several players on the team I couldn't stand. Um, I think it's also a, a point of. Uh, hit them being a Laker product. If this is like a, t- a Brandon Ingram who's been on the Lakers for ten years or whatever, yep. even though he's a I vet agree. at this point, he started with the Lakers, which is why people love Kobe so much. Lakers mm-hmm. fans love Kobe so much because he was mm-hmm. a Laker product. And yeah. obviously, LeBron, LeBron, AD is AD, is AD, and maybe in like six years, an AD is like thirty-five. It, it, it's different. In six my years, bad. eight, my bad. Be I don't think he was 33. When he's like 32, 33, or whatever, uh, maybe it'll be different because he's been on the team for so long. We're so used to him. But the like when, when D'Angelo Russell scored 39 against the Brooklyn Nets, I remember 
what I was doing. I remember watching when I was watching the yep. game. I remember the whole night when um, Lonzo hit those those three threes against the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, in, in that one game, the the game where we beat the Thunder, LeBron was hurt, um, but it was the Lonzo, Brandon, you know, Kyle Kuzma, yep. Josh Hart, all four of them were like going off. Though, like those are some of my most fun games that I've watched this like the last five years of the Lakers playing, you know, and that's including like this last season and this last off um, postseason, you know, it's just, it's just, it's different when it's guys that you that have been brought up from, from the team that you follow, you know, yeah. that, in, that investment, that investment for sure. Yeah. The invest- and I yeah. think exact exactly. That's why we're also invested in THT. We're like, Oh, <laughs> oh, we can have this team of, you know, p- parts picked around the league. That's a, obviously a great team put together, but that guy, that's <laughs> our guy. And if he's a contributor to the championship, that means that our Laker, like the one that we grew, it was a big part it's, it's of it. Same it's the yeah. same thing with AC, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It, it's funny that, that we don't feel that same way for Kuzma. <laughs> <laughs> but even i mean even like before we you know felt this way about kuzma you know the games against boston oh yeah. you know the christmas game you know still mm-hmm. even even still those are memorable ones um now we we can talk about kuzma um because <laughs> When, when, with KCP out, do what was a rolled ankle or whatever, yeah. um, Kuzma has been starting. And Lakers Twitter has been a real interesting, interesting place. <laughs> um, because you have, you know, the Lakers haters, you have, or, or, or not the Lakers haters, the Kuzma haters, you have the Kuzma stands. And then you have the people in between, and then you have just kind of some weirdness going on. Um, I, I, I don't know how to like put it gently, Be, like because <laughs> because like there there are some people that that I've been talking about like consistently starting Kyle Kuzma like at the two or something and um many of many of them i respect you know like one of them is in our in our group chat um if he ends up listening he knows who he is um and like i don't i don't want to talk about like this disrespectfully but i just don't get it i don't because like it, it kuzma the idea of playing kuzma for like a, a, as a needed big wing because you know Danny Green is not there so now they need someone to help with with Kawhi and everything like because surprisingly Kuzma hasn't been just straight like shamed by Kawhi and some other guys I I just I can't get behind that he has he has happy feet way too much um I was talking with our with our buddy uh, at BJ Meta um I think there's an underscore in there, but whatever. Um, and him and with 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 him and Nas about this, and like they they found two cl- clips quick 
of him just having overly happy feet and like i'm glad that like he does he's not slow footed or anything but like he'll just hop like anticipating a pick and roll and he hops a lot a lot he hops so much that the that the dude i can't remember what game it was i want to say it was against san antonio but he hops so much that the dude just blew by and like kuzma like essentially screened himself you know or or just letting Demar Derozan into the mid range. There are there's there's not a lot of things that you should do in basketball, but you definitely don't want to let Demar Derozan into the mid range because that's just where he, his bread and butter is. You know, like even though like I don't value the shot as much, like you he just let him walk up to the mid range. Yeah, like, and then I, he started defending him, which yeah, I mean, like, obviously the Demar's gonna make that because a god at mid-range yeah. jumpers. Yeah, and and like DeRozan is starting to shoot more three, so like I, I don't understand this whole whole thing of like I I I see it, but then the idea of taking Schroeder off, and I know Schroeder wasn't very good tonight, but he's been really good this year, other than yeah. last, other than tonight. When they want Schroeder to be like the third piece, and they've kind of made it seem like, hey, this is our third piece, you know, this is our third star. Taking Schroeder out to to kind of maximize Kyle Kuzma makes no sense to me because the one that the Lakers need to focus most on is Schroeder because AD is not going to be a five. So Kyle Kuzma can't play the four. Kyle Kuzma, in my opinion, should not be like a full-time three. He's He is that weird tweener of a three-four, but in today's NBA, like how people don't really hate that anymore, but he still is kind of like that weird tweener where he just doesn't fit because like he's not big enough for the four. He's too happy feet for the three, but like, it, I don't know. He's just weird, but... Overall, he hasn't been bad this year. I have to give him give him that. Um, he's he has had moments of playing good defense. Um, on the year, he is shooting. I want to pull it up really quick. Um, before tonight, he was shooting forty two percent, four point one, forty one point seven percent from three. Um, so he is shooting pretty well. Um, and you know, a block a game, but. I think I think people need to kind of look at look at this more on a a game by game basis of of where I've seen so many people act like he's just been phenomenal all year and he I know it's eight games so like I'm not trying to say to totally bash him but his numbers would not be like this if it wasn't for games the second and third game of the year against uh Dallas and Minnesota where where he shot three for four from three and four for six from three. Um, that is really good percentages tonight or uh, the other night against uh, Memphis. He ended up three for seven, but there have been three nights where he was 25%. Uh, so one night he was two for eight, one for four, one for four. And then he had a one for three game from three. So like it's being, I think he was bolstered by like two really good games. And then he had a game. There was, I don't, there was a tweet going around people talking about how he's a, like almost a legit shot blocker. He had three blocks against 
the uh the Timberwolves and like well, he's been good as like a weak side guy sometimes and, yeah. he, and mm-hmm. he doesn't give up on like breakaways or fast breaks and that's great he's been really yeah. good at that. no I, so, like, I have to give him props for that for yeah. sure he is he has been a good weak side defender and he well there are times where he definitely mopes he you know that how how you said um he gets back on on breakaways and everything i have to give him props for that because tonight i literally yelled at anthony davis through my tv to get the freak back and stop chirping at the refs for a clean block like yeah so like i do have to i have to give him credit for that but like am i am i am i the one that's out of bounds for thinking like who shouldn't be starting I mean, when, when KCP is out, I'm totally fine with that, you know, but as like a full-time starter, I don't agree with that. Like at all. It more so like, it shouldn't even be, should Kuz start? It's just a matter of when you get him in the game and who you're playing him with. And I think that's where the focus should be. I think you, yeah. you should focus on, on him getting more playing time with Mark Gasol and LeBron. Um, I mean, naturally, everyone's going to get minutes with LeBron, but Mark Gasol specifically, I think, um, I think they built a, a good chemistry. You need to get him more minutes with specific guys, but I just don't think he needs to start because just to, like give him an ego boost. And I mean, if, if that's the case, like KCP is better and he, he will do Coos things better than Coos. He is yeah. our best three-point shooter, I think by far. Uh, yeah. I mean, West, West, well, obviously, West is very but, good also, but, but I think KCP is just, it has like, I started here. He's been on, on a completely different level. Um, I think, I think he still at fifty percent. Um, before he got hurt, he was at fifty percent from three. I think he just sh- gives more energy than Kuz. He's a better defender than Kuz. Um, I know he's smaller than him, so he can't really defend up like well, Kuz can. But the, the thing is, real quick, uh, merge is it's not KCP that they're talking about taking out for for Kuz. It's mm-hmm. Schroeder, and right. and I understand like you know Schroeder theoretically works really good with the bench you mm-hmm. know getting um trez you know moving downhill on pick and rolls you know setting setting you know some guys up you know like being the the floor leader for for the the bench unit but like that's not what they want to do so like yeah, i mean I Dennis should definitely get more minutes with bench guys. I think there, there's something you can do um, by playing LeBron longer in the first and then having him come in, like, or like pretty much swap his minutes and Anthony Davis, like the, the time they come in. I think that's what you will be looking at. You, you would have it with um, AD and, or Montrez or both of them with Dennis Schroeder and then with like two, with like a, I don't know, Wes Matthews and a Kate and um, THT or Caruso when he's back. Um, you can do that. Uh, it's just it, it shouldn't have to be. Dennis needs to be on the bench and and coming in with the other bench guys. It, it, it should just it should just be have him play play more minutes with those guys, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with Kuz getting more minutes with Marcus. I'm fine with Dennis Schroeder getting more minutes with Montrez. I just don't think it needs to come at the expense of Schroeder not playing with the starters. Yeah, I agree, yeah. and I definitely I think. Schroeder's been Schroeder's been way too good this year to even think about uh, taking him out of the starting lineup. I know, like you said, he he had a a down game today, but for the most part, he's just been so dynamic, and he's really like 
it takes so much pressure off of both LeBron and AD having a guy like when the shot clock winds down, everyone is not looking to them to, to create something because Schroeder can break down his guy very quickly and he's fast enough to get to the cup from the three-point line with two seconds left on the shot clock. Like he he adds value to this to the starting lineup that I think we need, especially early in the season, as LeBron and AD are gonna take time to still, you know, get fully into the swing of things. But I, I think, think defensively he's been really good yeah. too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's been great defensively. That one game against the, the Spurs where he blocked DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. down in that those last two minutes. I think he provides mm-hmm. he's able to defend up way more than I expected him to. Yeah, I agree too. I was that's something I wasn't worried about it, but I was like, oh, we might miss A B a little bit because he was a very good point of attack defender and mm-hmm. he was strong enough to kind of play up a little bit. Um and I wasn't sure that sh- that shooter could do that. But yeah, he's done a great job of it so far this year. And it's actually been like such a benefit that he's been uh almost an elite guard defender with what he's shown so far this year. Yeah, I I just because because how I said earlier, this is kind of a conversation between the two of them. Like Schroeder is theoretically like monopositional because he's only six one. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's he's not big. Okay. Right. His wings his wingspan though is something like six seven, six eight. So it is pretty long. Um, which is if if I remember correctly, I may be wrong on that. I'll I will I will that. check that here in a, okay, you find it. Thank you. Yeah. Um if that's a case, that's the same wingspan as KCP. Now, obviously, added height is nice, you know, for being able to, you know, jump six, up eight, and block six eight. Look at me. Look at yeah. me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, he's, I theoretically he is monopositional because he is only six one, but because of the wingspan, he's really not. If we're talking about THT being you know, playing small ball four minutes, then because his wingspan is, you know, seven one. Now, obviously that's five inches longer than six, eight then, but still it, sh- it just shows that it, he's not, he's not monopositional in like, in like a Kimball Walker way, you right. know, he's mm-hmm. not monopositional in a, in a Tyus Jones way or, or, you know, like, a, like even a Steph way, mm-hmm. you know, like Steph is obviously otherworldly offensively. So you're going to have him on the floor and he, he's not as bad defensively as a lot of people like to say is, but like with Schroeder legit becoming really good on defense and being that a point of attack guy and not being a dumbass off the ball. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't see it now. Like, if you want to talk about like matchups, okay, then I will, I'm more than happy to talk about like during certain games, you should flip flop things. I'm totally fine. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Like for sure. There are, there are games where I think Mark should probably come off the bench. You know, mm-hmm. I think, and you know, move AD to the five. Now that's not happening. Okay. But I also think there's, there's probably games where KCP should probably come off the bench for Wes. Yeah. You know, if you want to have conversations like that, you know, I'm more willing to have a conversation with around that basis, but of just like a straight of like, let's put Dennis on the bench because, Hey, he was a really successful at the six men of the year. 
let's just continue him on there, you know, with the actual sixth man of the year. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Merge, you got something? Um, uh, Just a quick non-Laker thing real fast. The Spurs just beat the Clippers. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> always good to hear. <laughs> Um, I mean, they had no Paul George, so people were going to bring that up, but, you know, Kawhi's Kawhi, and if LeBron was by himself with no AD, he'd be expected to beat that Spurs team. So, either way, um, yeah, no, I think with the Schroeder and Kuz stuff, it's just the only time I, I ever see Kuz starting is in a playoff series, in a pinch. Like how Frank Vogel started Caruso in Game 6 of the Finals, it can be something similar to that. I don't see it happening unless there's an injury or someone is, like, horrible. Unless, like, Dennis falls off the face of the earth and he's, like, just a terrible negative to the team, which I don't see happening no. like, at all. Dennis Dennis is continuing to improve. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was bad today, but he still contributed. Like, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's he's getting better and better on defense. And then his shooting numbers are slightly down, but we're talking, like, 1% mm-hmm. down. For, for both from the field and from three-point range. So, like, I just, yeah. Yeah. It, no, yeah, so- the sustained shooting has been one of my favorite things because that's something that I know we were all looking at into that as the season came because it was like a one-season thing where he kind of blew up from three with OKC last year. But it's been sustained so far this whole year, and that's – I, I just needed 36-plus percent. That's all I needed to be for him. If, if he's consistently yeah. a 36, 37% three-point shooter – then he's going to be a very good starter in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah. He's potential scoring, borderline all-star. He's scoring 16 points a game efficiently, you know? Yeah. Like, and could he do that off of the bench? Yeah, he did it off the bench there. But, like, there's no Chris Paul. When, <laughs> yeah, when, when I, when I brought up how, how good he was last year, you know, the, the thing was, is, you know, Chris Paul mm-hmm. and I totally get that. both like Shea is re- pretty good defensively. He's still learning. He's not, you know, elite or anything. Dort was amazing. And then CP three yeah. is CP three. Thing is, is yeah. he still had the highest like clutch plus minus and like plus minus is not always the greatest stat. We've said that over and over and over again, but like he he was really good. Like he shot well, he defended well. I don't know what else, like what, what else can be said about it until like people, like if you just want to say like your heightest and that's totally fine because I have admitted to say that like, I am very heightest. If I would love Dennis Schroeder so much more if he was six, four or six, five, but if he was six, four or six, five, we would have not have gotten him for Danny green and the 28th pick. Like, yeah, he would, probably still be in okc you know yeah. or being traded away for a much bigger package so mm-hmm. um yeah I, I don't i don't want to keep rambling on so if if there is anything you guys wanted to add or or talk about before we we wrap this up you can go first Joe. if you have anything no i think i think just the overall consensus for this point in the season needs to be that the lakers are still working their way through things. And that's even something that Vogel has said explicitly that yeah. they aren't game planning 
defensively for the specific team they're facing. They're just trying to teach the general concepts. And I think that's just the the thought that everyone needs to keep in their mind as they're forming their hot takes on Twitter. When you're <laughs> going to say uh, JaVale's better than Marcus All or whatever it's going to be, just keep in mind that in a month or two months or whenever it is, but by the playoffs, this team will look a lot different effort-wise and uh, attention to detail wise. And I think that's something that everyone needs to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think pretty much the same. Um, but like I said earlier, it, it's very nice that we're having this, uh, this schedule. Mm-hmm. So we can be able to work through things while also winning most of the games. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can argue that we, I mean, we should have won that Portland game and we probably could have won that Clipper game. The two games yeah. that we've lost. Yeah. Those, are a few different decisions away from being wins and we're still six and two with the best record in the West and the second best record in the, in the NBA, you know? So it, it, it's, it's still, and the net rating and all the, the band stats are we're top 10 in pretty much everything. So. Yeah. We're actually the only team in the top five in both offensive and defense. Well, yeah, there we go. That's what a lot of the elite teams normally do. So, I mean, they're, they're, they've been kind of underwhelming in a sense, but it's, you have to add context to, to everything yeah. and still being six and two. And I mean, if you look at the schedule, we have, uh, we have the Spurs next and we play the bulls and we play the rockets twice. And we play, um, I think we play like the, the jazz or someone like that. Like those are some winnable games that we should win most of them, if not all of them, I'm expecting a loss in the in the Rockets one just because I have a feeling James Harden goes off and one of them. But either way, I, I we're, we'll still probably be like thirteen and two or something at the end of this month, or maybe I don't know how many more games it would be, but something like that end of this month. And if we don't look, if it looks like we're sleepwalking through most of them, then fine by me because as long as we're showing improvement and none of that stuff sticks in terms of a. Uh, um, you know, we do the same thing, and we we're learning those bad habits. Then I'm fine, and I'm I don't think anyone at all is worried about the team. Um, it's just you know working through some things, through some annoying things. But it overall, it's been a positive. What eight games so far? But do you yeah. trust them? Do I trust them? <laughs> <laughs> some, some some quote unquote journalists say they don't trust them. So, <laughs> so, all right. I think that's a good time to wrap it up. Um, as we said, you know, like there's, there's a lot of reason to be hopeful because they are just experimenting with some dumb lineups and some dumb ideas. Um, but like, I think Vogel has shown like he is definitely worthy of being trusted and it will all be okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Joe, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at Lakers in four on Twitter, but that first uh, first L is an I. Or if you want it more simply, you can find me on my personal account at Joseph underscore Farage. Either oh, or I'll tweet about Lakers on both of them. See, you hadn't even told me about that one. Wow. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, I've been using it more recently. I was almost exclusively on uh, Lakers in four for basketball stuff, but I've been revitalizing the personal account. Wonderful, wonderful. Surprise, well, surprised you didn't plug the uh, the Twitch. Twitch. The Twitch. Yeah, I am, I am also streaming on Twitch.tv, streaming gaming and IRL stuff. If 
anyone is interested in any of those things, that's a completely different. I need to get a consensus handle, but my uh, <laughs> my handle on Twitch is uh, at Juiceman underscore Joe. So that's just that's my gamer tag, though. Oh my god, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I need to get a consensus username eventually. But those that's are all my socials. If anyone wants to follow, I'm gonna. I stream pretty much every night. That's fantastic. And uh, Merge, don't think that I forgot. Merge just turned 23. He is right. he is now an old man. Happy birthday, Merge. Um, wow, man. You can I never call me an old man because you are older than me. So I will push I it right am, back I to am, you. <laughs> I am the old man, but that is fine. Um, I I have to – I've known you, what, since you're 18? Something like that. I think even so, before that. I think I was still in high school when, when, I, when I knew yeah, you. I think I remember hearing of you when, when we were in high school for sure, Clayton. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you might have you might have heard about me just from from back in the day of the, the Backdoor Cut podcast days. But um, no, no, yeah. no. I think we were still potting. I think we I potted know. at that point. Man, if that's the case. Wow. All right. But I do <laughs> want to say that uh, happy birthday. I am definitely – happy to know you you're a pretty good kid <laughs> well thanks thanks dad <laughs> no, but really I, I, I do appreciate it and i appreciate all the messages on twitter as well and where can the people find you merge I, am i still playoff merge i am i'm yeah, at I playoff merge so i thought i'd change it back to my normal one but yeah but that playoff merge, I'll probably change it back soon to my merge Christian one. So, <laughs> all right, you can find me at Lakers nineteen forty nine. You can also find the podcast on you know Spotify, on iTunes, Apple Podcast, um, literally anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, make sure, as I said, to rate and review. Hope you guys had a good one, and uh, hopefully, it'll it's going to be a little bit more informative once i actually start paying attention more as well <laughs> <laughs> bye happy new year everyone yeah happy